Welcome to Hunger Club, the Monday online Bible study of the Feast Makati District. I'm Risa Singson Kaupeng, Editor-in-Chief of the Feast Magazine. Let's satisfy our hunger with God's Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We gather in your name, and we thank you for this Monday evening that you've brought us together. Thank you for the time to just sit at your feet and um, listen to you and know you more. We pray, Lord God, that you may open our eyes, open our spirits to your word. Change us once again with your word, Lord. Your word um, transforms us. Your word renews us. Let your word renew our minds, Lord God. Um, especially during uh, these fearful times. We pray that your word may be an encouragement to us, may be light. And we pray, Lord, for those who are still um, on their way to getting logged on and joining us. We pray that you would um, bring to this page, Lord, the people who need to hear this message. And we pray and ask all these in Jesus' name. Amen. And we pray, Lord, that you may protect us during this evening as we talk about your word so that no distraction may prevent us from receiving the fullness of your message. And we together pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know that this is a timely message for all of us, especially um, with what we're going through um, these past few um, weeks. So um, let's get on with our message. So there was once a millionaire, and um, he collected alligators, and they were all in his swimming pool at the back of his mansion. And one time he threw a huge party, and siguro na inspire si millionario, and he made this um, proposition, you know, he said, my my dear guests, I have a proposition to every eligible bachelor in this party. I will give a million dollars or the hand of my daughter in marriage to the man who can swim across this pool full of alligators and emerge alive. And just as the millionaire um, gave that announcement, they everybody heard a big splash. They were so, um, you know, they were so shocked. And everybody was, everyone's eyes were on the pool. And there was this man swimming madly from one end of the pool to the other. And then he emerged from the other end of the pool panting. And, 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 and the um, millionaire, you know, was so impressed. So he said, wow, that was fantastic. What the courageous young man you know i didn't think it could be done so as promised young man what do you want do you want a million dollars as a prize or the hand of my daughter in marriage and the young man still panting for his life said i don't care about the price all i want to know is who pushed me into the pool <laughs> you know sometimes we do things and it comes so cool so courageous so brave to other people but they don't know that we're actually scared out of, out of our wits. Eddie Rickenbacker said, Courage is doing what you're afraid to do. There can be no courage unless you're scared. 
if there's nothing fearful, nothing to be afraid of, then you cannot claim to be courageous or to be brave. You know, we're at a time right now when it's normal to be scared. Businesses are shut down. Um, schools are out. People are losing jobs. Um, there are people who don't have salary for the past month. You know, if you're one of them, I know there are people who can't sleep well at night these days. And some of them are wondering, bakit kaya? But, you know, actually, it's because of anxiety. Sometimes we're not aware that we're, we're having anxiety attacks. There are people I know, friends of mine, who've experienced anxiety attacks before, and now they, they're having anxiety attacks again. But for some of us or many of us who've never experienced anxiety attacks, you know, having a sleepless night could be um, a manifestation of anxiety. You don't know why you can't get to sleep or whatever, diba? You're, you're restless. You're, you don't know what uh, the thoughts in your head. Nabilang mo na lahat na butas ng skyflakes, di ba? I was just talking to a, a friend um, this morning and she was telling me, you know, last night it just hit me. I'm depressed. Um, knowing that uh, the lockdown would end um, at a certain date, April 15 or 14, parang it was, okay, kaya natin yan, yay, parang vacation, yay, di ba, one month. But then when it extended and then, now we don't even know if it will extend again and things are becoming so uncertain. Maybe if you, you didn't get anxious or depressed at the beginning, maybe now it's hitting you na, uy, medyo iba na to, ha? This, is, this is something different and um, that we're not going back to the normal that we had um, before the lockdown. Um, and I, I was listening to um, this radio program with Father James Gascon. Um, Father J James is from um, CEFAM in Ateneo, and he was talking about that it's very normal for you to be afraid at a time like this because this is not normal. What we're going through is not normal. And he said that there's a difference between fear and anxiety. Fear is when you can identify what you're afraid of. Example, um, you're afraid of heights. You're fearful of snakes. Uh, you fear falling or you fear failing. That's fear because you know what you're afraid of. But anxiety is you're just in this state that you're bothered. You don't know why you're bothered. You can't put a finger on it. You know that? So it's very normal for all of us to feel that kind of anxiety na hindi natin ma-identify exactly what we're feeling. You know, sabi nila, our emotions, di ba? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you mad? Are you, what's the fourth one? I forget. Sometimes we're not even able to identify what we're feeling. It's just a, a state of anxiety. Um, know that you're in good company. If you're feeling unsettled, you're in good company. What are you afraid of right now? What are you afraid of? Sometimes just being able to identify it and being able to share it takes the edge away from the fear, di ba? Parang pag na-expose mo na yung takot mo, uh, medyo mas kaya mo na siyang harapin. Um, I'll share with you. Honestly, what I'm afraid of is that one of us will get sick and we'll need to go to the doctor or to the hospital. Yung, yung hindi, ano, hindi naman serious sickness, hindi yung, hindi yung COVID. Kasi all have we been on lockdown for more than a month. Pero yung kailangan mo ma-ER. Um, but you know that you're in good company. 
you know, the Pope, I attended the Mass. 1 p.m. Um, every day is the um, daily Mass of Pope Francis. And the other day, he prayed for pregnant women. Kasi sabi niya, you know, you're, you're giving birth to a child and you don't know what future this child will have in this pandemic that we're going through and in the world that they will face. But you know what? You're in good company. We think that the Bible greats were courageous people. But if we look closely, many of these people were actually cowards. You know, the characters that um, that we see uh, that, or that we read about in Scripture. Let's just look at Peter. Peter, St. Peter, the rock, our first pope. He was such a coward. What a coward. Remember the story of the storm in the sea? Um, the disciples were on the boat. And I think this is the passage that um, Pope Francis also used in his mm-hmm. Urbi et Orbi. The disciples were on the boat and they were being buffeted by the waves. And then they saw Jesus walking in the water. It's a ghost, sabi nga nila. But then when Peter recognized that it was Jesus, sabi niya, Lord, if it is you, um, command me to come to you on the water. What a courageous guy, diba? And what does he do? He steps out of the boat. You're in the middle of the sea. Seeing you step out of the boat, I used to um, dive when I was single, and you know we literally step out. We we fall backwards from a boat. But hello, meron kami gear, di ba? Meron kami oxygen tank. We have all the gear with us. But this guy steps out of the boat, you know, barefooted probably. And but he walks on water. But what happens the minute that he sees the wind and the and the waves? He feels the wind blowing him. Allah, he started to sink, and his courage was gone. Another show of uh, cowardice for Peter was at the Last Supper. Jesus already warned. Peter, that you will deny me three times. Diba? Ang galing naman, no? Binigyan ka na ng clue. Hindi lang clue talagang wala nang riddle. Diretso nang sinabi ni Lord, you will deny me three times before the cock crows. And put it, Peter say, not me, Lord. Tapang, diba? Lord, hindi. Baka sila, pero hindi ako. But then, we know that um, the minute he was recognized as one of the followers of Jesus at the court of the Sanhedrin, what did he do? He denied Jesus right away. Diba sabi ni Peter dun sa uh, the servant girl, I swear, I'm not a follower of that man. And then he remembers what Jesus um, warned him about after he denied Jesus the third time and indeed the cock crowed. But we know later on how Peter's story ends. Jesus used Peter to build his church. And it is a church that stands to this day. It's a church that you and I are part of. And it's a church that, you know, we, we are the living stones of this church. Uh, Martin Luther King um, said, Courage is an inner resolution to go forward despite the obstacles. So, courage is not going through something without obstacles. Hindi. My obstacles. What else did he say? Cowardice is submissive surrender to circumstances. So you're a coward when you see the circumstances around you and you don't even make an effort to change it. Um, you just say, eh, wala eh. Ganyan eh. Adi, ganun na lang. Yun daw ang cowardice, Martin Luther King. And he continues, courage breeds creativity. Cowardice represses fear and is mastered by it. When, when we're afraid, and we allow the fear to overtake us, then that's cowardice. 
Um, what else? What did he say? He says, cowardice asks the question, is it safe? Diba? Parang palagi kang naninigurado. May mga taong ganyan eh, diba? Siguradista. Hindi tatalon hanggang di niya makita lahat. Yung, ni- yung 99 tumalon. Oh, sige, safe na siguro. Siya yung ikang 100. No? What else? Expediency asks the question, is it political? You know, sometimes in, in this... um uh, world that we're in, you know, sometimes it's, it's easier to compromise. It is so easy to compromise. Mas madaling sumayaw na lang, di ba? To have one foot in the world and another foot, um, with the Lord because it's less stress, di ba? Less, ano, less conflict. Ano pa? Vanity asks the question, is it popular? Sometimes you want to be popular. We, we don't, well, it's a natural reaction. Sino ba namang gustong maging unpopular or kainisan? But the conscience asks the question, is it right? Is it right? That's what we should be asking. Not if it is safe, not if it is political, not if it is popular, you know, but is it right? And then, uh, Martin Luther King continues, there comes a time when we must take a position that's neither safe, nor political, nor popular, but one must take it because it is right. That's why ang tawag sa taong tapat, righteous. Diba? Righteous. Because you keep on doing the right thing. In short, you do it afraid. You do it afraid. Even if you're fearful, you do it afraid. Let's go now to scripture and let's read the story of the three young men. Daniel 3, verse 10. And we're going to read about this. Uh, just, just a little background. Um, Daniel and these three young men, they're now in Babylon because, uh, Israel was taken captive by Babylon and the remnants were transported. They migrated survivors into Babylon to be their servants. And so this is a story. But the king, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, he took the uh, ano, kubaga yung mga matitipunong mga young men, you know, the, the, the intelligent, the, the best and the brightest, he took them to serve him in his palace. And so that's why Daniel and the three young men are in his palace. So uh, we're going to read about Nebuchadnezzar. Si King Nebuchadnezzar, he makes this golden statue. It's 90 feet tall. Uh, so this is Daniel 3 verse 1. King Nebuchadnezzar, I'm reading from the New Living Translation version. Uh, made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all these officials came and stood before the statue, King Nebuchadnezzar. Then a herald shouted out, People of all races and all nations and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. 
They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these are the three young men, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. What are these three young men doing? What are these young Jews doing? Why do they not want to bow down to the statue, to the gold statue? Because they worship the living God. Because Jews worship the living God, so they do not bow down to any idols. Even though there was already that law that those who do not bow down will be killed. Then Nebuchadnezzar, this is verse 13, flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. He's being um, magnanimous, this king. He did not implement the law right away. He gave these young men a chance. But if you refuse, sabi ni King Nebuchadnezzar, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? This king, Nebuchadnezzar, he had conquered so many nations, you know, and he he's so full of himself. He's so full of his power. He thinks that he can control the entire world. He thinks, you know, he's like a god already. So this is what he was telling um, these three young men. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. You know, there are times when we need to defend ourselves. But there are times when we don't need to defend ourselves. There are times when we just allow God's vindication to defend us because God is our defender. He's our um, redeemer. He's our vindicator. That's one of the names of God in the Bible. Verse 17, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. Grabe, what faith. Imagine that. I always say the Bible doesn't put in all the emotions, like a shortcut version. But I'm sure... Ikaw ba naman tumayo sa sapatos, you know, in the place of Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego? You know how powerful this king is. And yet, um, you defy him. And he's threatening to throw you into the fire. So I'm sure they were afraid. And yet, they answered this to the king. Maybe, you know, the Bible doesn't record that while saying this, maybe their knees were knocking. Maybe naluluha na sila sa takot. Pero they said, you know, if we are thrown into the blazing fire, the God whom we are, uh, whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. And then I love verse 18. And I want you to mark it in your Bible because in my Bible it says, but even if he doesn't, but even if he doesn't, 
Say that with me wherever you are. But even if God doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. How many times have we bargained with the Lord? How many times have we said, Lord, gagawin ko to, basta gawin mo to. Lord, I will obey you. If I get that big deal, you know, if I close that big deal that I'm praying for, or if I get this big account, I will follow you, Lord. I know that some of you have watched the movie. I know there's a movie about his life or maybe read this testimony of this Bingbong Chrysologo. He's one of the charismatic leaders of uh, one of the communities, loved flock, if I'm not uh, mistaken, or Lord's flock. Sorry, I always mix them around. Um, but he was in jail and um, he made a bargain with the Lord. He said, Lord, if I'm set free before um, this year is over, I will serve you for the rest of my life. You know, sometimes we make bargains like that. Now, Lord, I will do this if you do this for me. But look what these three young men, verse 18 says, but even if he doesn't, even if God doesn't deliver them, they will still be faithful to him. And then verse 19, let's read this. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face seemed distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Galit na galit siya. Imagine, they would have died at the present heat of the furnace. But he was so mad seven times. And you know, that's what, what the devil does to us. You know, he turns up the heat to force us to compromise, to make us uncomfortable, to make us have a hard time standing up for the Lord. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, mm -hmm. the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. Akalain nyo, ganun kalakas yung apoy na pati yung mga soldiers who threw them in. Immediately, they were burned. They died of, of the fire. And so what happens next? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. And King Nebuchadnezzar thought that was the end of these three arrogant young men. But verse 24, but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Hallelujah. If we read this some more, you know, gosh. They're their clothes did not even smell of smoke, sabi dito sa uh, uh, later verse. But let me just go back to this. Who is this fourth man? They were thrown in, bound, tied. 
And then next thing, the king sees them. They're unbounded. They're free. They're walking around. And they're not three anymore. They're four. Who is this fourth man? Jesus is with us when we go through fire. When we go through fire, Jesus is with us. And even if the devil turns up the heat seven times a hotter and you see other, he does that because he wants to scare us. He wants to build up the fear in us. See, that person didn't survive. That person didn't survive. survive if I don't compromise. But because of their faithfulness, they were not just unbound. They were alive in the fire with the fourth man. Jesus is your fourth man. Jesus is your fourth man. And what did these three young men do? First of all, they kept moving. They kept moving. They were tied up, verse 20 says, but the next thing, Nebuchadnezzar, they saw them unbound and they were walking around. You know, fear can paralyze us and can cause us to be stuck. Sometimes we're so afraid of, we don't know what the future holds or we don't know what to do. We're so afraid you're just stuck there. And it's true even in a, in a real situation. You know, a friend of mine was telling me she was um, sexually assaulted by uh, her coach. She was an athlete and she was sexually assaulted by her coach. And she was telling me that the man pinned her down on a table. And I said, what? What did you do? And she said, I was just so afraid I couldn't move. I said, I would have kicked him where it hurt. But, you know, she told me, you know, that's what I also thought. But I was just so paralyzed by fear. I didn't know what to do. So fear has that effect on us. It can really paralyze us. But look what these three young men did. They just kept moving. They were walking around in the fiery furnace. Sometimes we can be stuck in a situation like when we're praying about something or when we need to decide. Uh, we don't know where to go. We're so, um, we don't know what what the right decision is. And so we end up not deciding and just staying stuck. But you know what? Um, there's a saying, it's harder to steer a parked car. Mas mahirap i-direct yung coaching nakaparada. At least kung gumagalaw, di ba? Mas madaling, <laughs> madaling galaw. A friend of mine just texted me last night and she was asking me for advice. She said, you know, I made a decision and my decision was right and just, but how come I'm, I'm bothered? I'm not at peace. And I said, you know, sometimes uh, maybe uh, God is disturbing you because sometimes just because our decision is right and just, maybe God's asking us to do something else. Maybe to pray uh, for the person concerned in that situation or whatever. But I assured her, I said, di ba tayo nga? May mga times naman sa buhay natin, we didn't even ask for God's guidance or God's discernment. And yet, somehow, God was able to lead us. E di lalo pa ngayon that we seek to know His will. So I said, don't be afraid because God will lead you. If you make a wrong decision, trust that God will steer you towards the right direction. Um, so keep on moving. Second thing that they did was they kept trusting. They kept on trusting God without conditions. Even if it looks fearful, just keep trusting that God, even if it looks like God already late, just keep trusting God. The future really looks bleak. I, you know, I, I don't know how things, how God will pull this off, you know, with this pandemic and all. Um, but I've seen God move. 
so many times in my life na sobrang left field. Yung feeling ko na walang-wala ng lusot and then biglang something comes up and God wins the day. Um, just keep trusting God. And then number three, just keep worshiping God. The three young men, you know, will, will, you'll see in um worshiping God. They were singing, sun and moon, bless the Lord, lightning and rain, bless the Lord. They were just worshiping um, the Lord. So keep worshiping. I know during a time when you're so afraid or you're depressed or you're afraid, it's so hard to worship the Lord. But I learned this from one of the sisters in my former community. What she would do is she would read the book of Psalms, starting from the book of, from the first Psalm, Psalm 1. She would read the book of Psalms aloud and just read it aloud. Tuloy tuloy, Psalm 1, Psalm 2, Psalm 3. Reading it aloud until she feels the peace of God, until her spirit calms down. So sometimes it's so hard to pray during a time like this. Turn to the Psalms. Just read it, you know, and you don't even have to feel it, or you don't. This, you don't even have to understand what uh, you're reading, but just read it in faith. And the Lord knows, you know, and the Holy Spirit within us uh, is praying with us. That's what I wanna share. Let's go to Joshua one verse nine, and it says, "This is my command. This is God speaking. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged." For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Again, Jesus is the fourth man in that fiery furnace. He's always with you. My sisters and I would always share this story because my dad was a pilot. And every time we would ride an airplane and he was the captain, ay nako, wala, wala kaming takot at all. Even if there's turbulence, even we never had any fear because we knew who was at the cockpit. We knew who was driving the plane. And we knew that Daddy was a very reliable, very skilled, one of the best pilots in the Philippines at that time. So we had no fear. And when you're with them like that, talagang mawawala ang takot mo. And so I want to end um, our session tonight by reading through Psalm 23. It never grows old. Di ba may mga libro or quotations na para? Psalm 23 is ever fresh to me. And, and um, let's read it together. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Jesus is our fourth man. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. When the, the rod and the staff, these are basic tools of a shepherd. And we know that David um, was the one who wrote this psalm. As a shepherd, he has a rod to hit you know uh, maybe if there's a wild animal trying to attack his herd his flock he has a rod to hit them and sometimes the rod he also uses for those who go astray to discipline his sheep who are not following him but his staff has a hook in it 
Um, and you'll see that even, that's why the Pope, diba, his staff has a hook in it. It's a shepherd's staff. The shepherd uses the, the hook to reel back the, a, a sheep that's going astray. So the discipline and the guidance of God makes us unafraid even when we go through darkness. And when we go through a valley, it's symbolic of a, a low time. Maybe some of you are in your rock bottom, a valley of darkness. Valley na nga, darkness pa, di ba? Maybe some of you are in, you know, uh, going through darkness, dark night of the soul. Dark because you can't see what's ahead. Dark because you don't know where to turn, what to do. But go through it to bridge, knowing that God walks with you in that dark valley or in that fiery furnace. And his, he has his rod and he has his staff and he's there. He's guiding us para hindi tayo mawala. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. So I want to end with that. You know, if um, the in the coming days, Whatever announcements the government might have or whatever announcements your office might have or your whatever news, um, bad news, not so nice news you may receive in the coming days, just run to Psalm 23 and find courage there. Um, read the Psalms, start, start from Psalm 1 and read it aloud to yourself, to the Lord in prayer until the fear is replaced by it. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Even if we are in a fiery furnace, even if heat is turned up seven times hotter, even if we're walking through the valley of darkness, we profess, Lord, that even if, even if you will not save us, we will continue to trust. But Lord, we know that you are a promise keeper. We know, Lord, that you never go back on your word. And so we trust your salvation. We trust in your faithfulness. I pray for all my brothers and sisters who have joined me here and those who will be uh, watching this teaching in um, the days to come. I pray, Lord, that you may fill their hearts with faith, that you, this faith, Lord God, will just ease out all the fear and anxiety. I pray for those people who have not been able to sleep well at night because of worries. I pray, Jesus, that tonight and in the nights to come, you will grant us peaceful sleep. Uh, knowing that we rest in your arms and we again profess our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If this teaching has blessed you, we invite you to join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Philippine time on my Facebook page or live on YouTube at Feast Makati District. You can also keep the cycle of generosity going by supporting the Feast Makati District. Simply go to www.myfeastoffering1.com.